the world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is May 8th. 2020 episode 195 and this week days of noah and bb's baby microchips and i'm your bb baby microchip basil and this is gone's not sure why you'd want to be bb's baby microchip but we'll get into those stories we're going live on face like the sun youtube um basil trolling all those people that hate uh googly eyes Canary Cry Radio YouTube, DLive. DLive, actually, the first person to actually jump on the stream. So that one wow. viewer on DLive, welcome. And, You're of course, Twitch special. and Facebook, which is a, is a dying tech platform. Well, we got all sorts of fun people over on Facebook. We love all of our viewers across the internet. And thank you guys for tuning in. And again, as you heard in my pre-show announcement, we almost hit an average of 75 viewers over on Twitch. Uh, You know, there's hundreds of you out there watching now. So if we could get 75 of you to average uh, concurrent viewership over on Twitch, that'll help us out a lot. Uh, We're trying to hit partner over there, folks. We got to we got to shoot for something because what else do we have to do? But more importantly, we've got all sorts of great uh, shows or shows, articles and stories and things to catch up on. It's only been two days gone and the news is uh, as exciting as it's ever been. Yep. People in the chat streaming and driving. There's tasty sourdough. There's all kinds of great stuff going on. Um, do you just want to get into it? Because we got a lot of stories to get through today. Well, I saw some announcements to talk oh, about yes. at the beginning. Do you want to mention sure. those? Sure, yeah. You know, uh, people always call us shills, so I thought I'd go ahead and make a t-shirt. Uh-huh. Shill for Christ. Shills for Christ, bro. <laughs> yep. So if you want to get your shill for Christ uh, t-shirt, you can go to the Face Like the Sun Teespring store and it'll be there. Cool. Um, yep, yep, yep. Also, just, a, just an announcement here because... Um, I found this interesting. It just came across my desk here, but there mm-hmm. is a survivorship ritual abuse online conference that's happening next week, May 15th through the 17th. And um, it, it just talks about, you know, ritual abuse, satanic ritual abuse, mind control stuff. And um, I just thought I'd throw this out there because I know some people have suffered from that. And I know people uh, have dealt with that kind of thing uh, or pe- there are people out there who have dealt with that kind of thing or know someone that has, so totally. it might be something interesting. I don't know all the people, the doctors here that are listed. Uh, I didn't do too much digging, but I saw this and I saw that there was a connection to a list of, um, you know, satanic ritual abuse type of information. So just thought I'd throw that out there. And also um, wanted to, oh, this is a giant picture of Ravi Zacharias, um, but basically he's uh He's going through a little, um, he, he's been going through chemotherapy. If you guys don't know who Ravi Zacharias is, he's a Christian apologist. Uh, he's probably one of the best out there in terms of defending the faith. Uh, not everybody agrees with his views on everything in terms of it within the church, but um, you know he's he's one of those bold guys that just tears down a lot of atheist arguments and stuff. So pray for him because I think uh, it says here I don't have my Facebook anymore, so it's prompting me to to log in, but but I shall not. Um, but I think he's got uh, a tumor or something that that is pretty on his sacrum. 
and uh, the chemotherapy is not helping. And, you know, there's other alternative medication maybe he can try at this point. But anyway, pray for Ravi and his family. Uh, he's been very important in terms of defending the faith out there. Um, and he's, uh, he's, he's struggling with uh, the tumor here. So just yeah. a prayer call out for people who want to, all those prayer warriors out there. And uh, yeah, those are some quick announcements. Now we can get into the show. You ready? Yeah. Or did well, you have anything wanted, to say about? Well, yeah, there's a couple things coming in on the chat that I think might be good uh, uh, just to, to put on your mind. And maybe we'll talk about it uh, after a couple of stories here. Um, people want to know what you think about the pandemic uh, documentary. And plandemic? both of us have some. What did I say? Yes. Plandemic. Yeah. Um, we have some thoughts. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Try to remind us. Um, also we have a, a new, uh, Twitch follower who I'm very excited to, uh, give a shout out to cool runnings, Mon. Oh, that is awesome. I know. Feel, feel the, the rhythm, rhythm, feel the rhyme. Feel the rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was like a childhood. That was one of my I favorite. Know movies going I had it up. on VHS. I would I'd watch that all the time. <laughs> Get on up, it's bobsled time, people. It's bobsled right, time. And there was a okay. couple of a couple of people asking uh for the Twitch link. So Gons, you can throw that okay. uh in the yes. chat. Twitch.tv slash canary cry radio. Um go watch that because we're trying to get 75 concurrent viewers. There's hundreds and hundreds of you watching now. So we we need some of you to head over to Twitch. Uh that's because uh Twitch has a lot of great um tools to help Gons and I support ourselves um during this time without uh directly asking for donations. Although we have some very generous people who will be sh giving shout-outs to later on in the show. Okay, ready to jump yep. into the show, Gons. Time for a Flippy update. That's right. You know, we've been tracking uh, the the Bezos Barkers, the, the Bezos robot Ooh, that's dogs. A good title. Thank you. That was just right off the top of my head. This is on uh, <laughs> straightstimes.com. Robot reminds visitors of safe distancing measures in Bishan Angmo Kyo Park. Uh, a four-legged robot will be patrolling Bashan Ang Mokyo Park to remind people of safe distancing measures starting from Friday, May 8th. Called Spot, the robot will assist with safe distancing efforts uh, at parks, gardens, and nature reserves managed by National Parks Board and at parks managed by town councils. The pilot trial is jointly conducted by N Parks and the Smart Nation and Digital Government Group. The spot robot will broadcast a recorded message reminding park visitors to observe safe group. Nope, safe distancing measures. <laughs> it is fitted with cameras enabled by GovTech. Ah! Developed video analytics to help it estimate the number of visitors at the parks the cameras however will not be able to track or recognize specific individuals yet neither will it collect any personal data yet as part of the two-week trial spot will be deployed over a three kilometer stretch in the river plains section of the park during off-peak hours and it will be accompanied by at least one end parks officer if the trial appro uh, proves successful end parks will consider deploying 
spot for safe dis- distancing efforts at Bishan Ang Mo Kyo Park in the morning and during evening peak hours. N Parks is also looking into deploying the robot at other parks, such as Zhurong Lake Gardens, originally developed by American company Boston Dynamics. The four-legged robot is able to navigate obstacles more effectively compared to wheeled robots, making it suitable for different terrains, etc., etc. So there, there you go. They, we finally let Spot loose into the public, and of <laughs> course, you know this social distancing is uh, a perfect reason to deploy our uh, our robotic sentinels to walk around and make sure that us human beings are obeying our commands. Uh, I'm so, gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to play a clip here of, uh, and I don't know if you can hear, but you'll be able to hear the the actual voice of the robot dog. Yeah, telling people, give me a second here. It'll, it should happen now. Sounds like Greta. Yeah, it I don't does know if that was sound on purpose. like Greta. <laughs> Sounds like a friendly little Scandinavian girl. <laughs> um yeah no well see and that's the thing man this is uh we always knew spot was going to be the one we always knew spot was dangerous uh ever since you know they boston dynamics first started actually leasing them that's how they get them out there they lease them to governments and corporations yeah. um and you know this is cute and it's fun but it's also this is like the worst. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. spooky about it, but I mean, it's literally a robot sentinel running around, uh, keeping an eye on everybody and yelling at them if they're breaking the rules. And, uh, you know, Boston Dynamics has always had the most terrifying videos of ninja robots. And, you know, they're, they're the best. Boston Dynamics. Yeah. If it comes to, you know, getting robots around and making them capable of chasing human beings down. <laughs> Uh, Boston oh. Dynamics is the one. Um, I so a, I have a screaming baby in the, in the background. Okay, yeah. well, if you need That's to take a baby break, I'll, oh. I can uh, I can cover the yeah. show for you. Yeah, go for, well, I gotta switch the the story here. I'm gonna switch to the next one. Go for it. Yeah, hit hit those jingles. Uh, jingle. Hold on. That's okay. <laughs> this is fun, folks. This is uh, the live. The live, uh, uh, the the way that live works. So I'm not going to wait for those jingles if he's already gone. But uh, this next story, we're breaking into some COVID-19 and CRISPR uh, talks, both things that we've been tracking on the show. Um, let's see. This is uh, an article from MedCityNews.com. Fang Shang's Sherlock gets first ever CRISPR nod as FDA greenlights COVID-19 test kits. All right, so this is what everybody's been waiting for. Testing, testing, testing. The article reads, a diagnostics startup co-founded by one of the pioneers of CRISPR gene editing has become the first to receive Food and Drug Administration authorization for a product that uses the technology for a diagnostic test kit to detect the virus that causes COVID-19. You know, it's very interesting. I don't know if anybody else is noticing out there, but they have stopped calling it coronavirus. Now they all call it the virus that causes COVID-19. Very interesting. 
Just keep an eye out for that. The FDA Mm -hmm. granted an emergency use authorization to Cambridge, Massachusetts Bates, (laughs) Cambridge, Massachusetts based Sherlock Biosciences CRISPR SARS-CoV-2 rapid test kit designed for use in high throughput labs to detect the virus, delivering results in about an hour. The EUA is not a full approval, but is given on temporary basis in emergency situations. Several other COVID-19 diagnostics have also received EUAs, along with some drugs like Gilead Sciences Remdesivir, which we've talked about in the past, and there'll be more to talk about. Strictly speaking, Sherlock's test works differently from the more well-known therapeutic applications of CRISPR gene editing. In a phone interview, Sherlock CEO Rahul Danda explained that it consists of two bases of guide RNA that are complementary to sequences of RNA in the virus and are attached to CRISPR-Cas enzymes. The guide RNA is able to detect the corresponding sequences in the virus, and if that happens, it will hybridize to them and activate the CRISPR enzyme, which then releases a detectable signal producing a positive result. The company said that in patents, uh, patient samples, the test had 100% accuracy which is a pretty extreme claim considering that a lot of the tests that we've seen uh, deployed already uh, is sometimes have 50 50 i mean like exact chance odds of uh, of actually uh, uh, determining if the virus is present. Quote, what's exciting for us is that we're taking the very first CRISPR product through the authorization process with the FDA. And that is true. And that's another big step we're seeing in this uh, story, which we'll talk about in a second. Donda said, uh, quote, that to me is an historic moment for us. And we're even more excited that we're able to use that historic moment to address this pandemic. To obtain the EUA, Sherlock submitted information that included data on analytical sensitivity and limits of detection, as well as negative samples uh, and contrived patient samples. The authorization has been anticipated to happen earlier this week, but was delayed when the FDA requested additional data. Quote, what we've seen is that the FDA has been dynamic and responsive here, Donda said. The more data that comes from uh, new cases, the more information is being requested through the process. The company was started in March 2019 and co-founders include Feng Zhang of the Board Institute of MIT and Harvard University, South San Francisco, California-based Mammoth Biosciences, which we've talked about in the past, co-founded by fellow CRISPR pioneer Jennifer Doudna, is another company developing CRISPR-based diagnostics and announced the publication of the study of its own COVID-19 diagnostic last month. Uh, Sherlock said that it is working to rapidly scale up production of the test kits and plans to share plans for distribution Oh, that's nice. The plans to share plans uh, for distribution and availability in coming weeks. The company is in conversation with a variety of large scale manufacturers, finalizing production schedules and will announce the partnership and the release of the tests. Donda said the tests should be available by summer, he added. 
Access is major consideration, Donda said, and in terms of cost, the tests will be comparable to others on the market. They will mainly be available in hospital settings that test large number of patients as opposed to smaller settings like urgent care clinics, with the kit designed to allow for hundreds of patients to be tested in a given day. So there you go. Very interesting. There's uh, all sorts of new testing coming out. This one uh, unique in that it is one of the first actual approvals um, to come through in regards to a CRISPR product. Uh-oh, I have a cat sabotaging my microphone stand. Um, so, you know, again, going back to this, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, formerly, no CRISPR products could be uh, approved because of how much they just don't know about uh, gene editing and the effects that it'll have in the long term. Um, but of course, it took this uh, COVID crisis to push through a CRISPR product. So soon, don't worry, everybody. Everybody can have CRISPR. Uh, just walk into your local hospital there. Fun thing, I don't know. Gons, are you, are you still there? Are you doing baby stuff? Mm, sounds like baby stuff. So I'll mention it to him before, but I recent or after this, but I went into my doctor's office for uh, just my routine yearly physical, um, which was interesting because <laughs> I, I gave my doctor a call and said, hey, it's time for my my uh, my yearly checkup. Am I am I going to be able to come in? Is it like are you all locked down because you're, you know, helping fix COVID people and they're like, Hmm, let's see if we can find you a, uh, let's see if we can find you a, a time slot here. Huh? Yeah. Well, it looks like, uh, we can get you in literally any day you want this week. So, uh, it took 12 hours from my call to the doctor to get in and I got my physical and, uh, she just happened to be like, Hey, so do you want a, an antibody test, <laughs> a COVID antibody test? And I said, well, I, what do you mean? It's, that's a thing you can do? She's like, oh, yeah, everybody's asking for it. Some people get it. Some people don't. And do as it. <laughs> there he is. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I said on a show a few shows ago that I would be excited to get the antibody test, which some people thought that that meant I was uh, admitting to being the Antichrist. But uh, the reason I, I want to get my antibody kit is because if I have the antibodies, then I don't need the vaccine. But so I don't know. I have a slip. I have a lab slip that I can bring to a lab and get an antibody test if I want. Cool. Sorry um, about that. I had to. That's okay. I had to uh, occupy the child here, but it's we'll play the good. jingle. CRISPR. Cast nine. Cast nine. You got through the story, right. yeah. I got through the story. Don't you worry. But yeah, so interesting okay. thing, Gons, uh, this being the first, it was an emergency push through for CRISPR uh, through the FDA. And it's actually the first CRISPR based uh, 
uh, thing approved by the FDA. At least that's what this article right. says here. And yeah, uh, crazy. why don't we have just a short back and forth because um, somebody in the chat says, well, I lost it. Oh, I'm not really sure what y'all's issue is against CRISPR. It could cure cancer and save a lot of people. Uh, thank you for the question, Syrian Soper. But the you make a, 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 a the answer is right there in your question, which is it could cure cancer and save a lot of people, which is the PR uh, line for pretty much every single piece of technology that comes out. You, you're talking about cybernetics. You talk about CRISPR. You talk about VR. You talk about anything. Uh, they all say uh, it could help people who are sick, which is the the sort of phase one for integrating a new technology that may or may not be for the best of humanity. And the problem we have with CRISPR is that, A, it's very new. Uh, the the uh, side effects, the consequences of messing with human DNA uh, is not yet known. There hasn't been enough time to test and check it out. And some people just have a, a general discomfort with um you know editing the dna that we were born with and so when it comes to this in particular you know uh, releasing a crispr now with this test i i don't think this is, test is being put into people's bodies i think this crispr is applied to a blood sample or something um but you know in other cases people are uh, using crispr on their i mean when it comes to the the biohacking community uh, they are using crispr in their own bodies <laughs> and the fact of the yeah. matter is that there's just no way to know what that's going to be it's incredibly dangerous and depending on your sort of worldview concerning uh you know your god-given dna that can be worrying people but yes right. uh we do have a problem with that in particular. And yes, just because something can cure cancer or save lives. I mean, that's literally the first PR line that's put out for any new technology. Um, so that doesn't necessarily, I mean, it's, that doesn't yeah. mean anything, any, anything the could cure cancer and could save lives. Uh, but it's a matter of just not, you know, eating the pap as it's spoon fed to you. Yeah, so it, it can cure cancer, but it can also uh, make us post-human, and right. you know, or you, or you know, in theory, they're going to be able to evolve us, and that's part of the transhumanist doctrine: is that we're going to grab a hold of human evolution and we're going to improve ourselves into gods yeah. and you know that whole thing so it's just a yep. small step in that direction and the question asker says i'm a bio undergrad and have read a few journals specifically on this and have had exams on genetic engineering well you're on your way there syrian soper there's a lot of stuff to look into well that, and, uh, that's a good yes, point people though. have the best uh, intentions but uh, i, there you I go. think it's Problems a good with that i think it's important to actually like people like that i think it's important that you know, especially like believers are in that field because you can be a voice. You can actually be an ethical voice that like, Hey, if you see something where it's like, ah, it's kind of starting to sound a little Genesis sixty or whatever, mm -hmm. um, you can actually step in and say, we, you know, you don't think it's a good idea or maybe you do, you know, I don't know. But uh, in terms of actually, you know, believers in that field, I, I think it's a good thing. I think we need more of that because yeah. obviously the kits are out there and people are doing crazy things with it already. And, 
you know, the consequences, like you said, we don't know. We just don't know other than mythology. <laughs> it's like the only place we really see any kind of genetic tampering, so to speak. So, sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's just keeping, keeping track of it. And obviously, it, you know, with great well, power and comes if great uh, responsibility. Yeah. And if question asker is a bioengineering student, of course, they're going to have the, the, uh, you know, the potential to improve humanity drilled into their heads and save yeah. lives and cancer victims. And that's great. But also, you know, uh, consider taking, you know, another, another view at things and see what the potential problems could be. So thank you for the All question. Right. All right, Guns, you want to hit another uh, article? Yes, do it. Did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched? This is WashingtonExaminer.com, law professor for speech control. Uh, and it says here, quote, In the great debate over freedom versus control of the global network, China was largely correct and the U.S. was wrong. So write Jack Goldsmith and Andrew Keen Woods, law professors at Harvard and the University of Arizona in the Atlantic. And they seem to mind, uh, as their next sentence indicates, quote, significant monitoring and speech control are inevitable components of a mature and flourishing internet. Oh, and no. governments must play a large role in these practices to ensure that the internet is compatible with a society's norms and values. Oh my gosh. Oy, oy, oy. Oh, so much for the nightmare. First Amendment. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, as Vox's Ezra Klein might say, that was written in the 18th century, and it's the 21st century now. So private firms such as Google and Facebook are censoring the internet in line with government policy, elite preferences, or international organizations. YouTube now pulls and refuses to permit videos based on recommendations by the World Health Organization. And uh, that sentence is kind of weird. The organization which early on parroted the implausible suggestion by China's regime that there was no human-to-human -human coronavirus infection. Mm -hmm. For those who find this alarming, they should remember that this is not the first time in history that a new communications medium threatened existing orders and thus became subject to what Goldsmith and Woods approvingly called speech control. Mm. Uh, consider the printing press. We've kind of gone over some of those ideas before. Yeah. Uh, before Gutenberg constructed his contraption in Maine's books were scarce products of uh, hundreds uh, of hours of skilled labor as pricey as jewels and as useful as everyday life. Gutenberg's innovation helped launch the 16th century Protestant reformation and the 17th century scientific revolution. Uh, again, that whole Protestant reformation reference coming yeah, up over and over and over again up quite a bit that is interesting very interesting uh hold on i'm sorry and the in mainstream uh, all these mainstream outlets trying to reference the protestant reformation yeah it's probably in the memo <laughs> uh, governments tried to limit the number of printing presses but were undercut by the multilingual presses in the dutch republic and after parliament allowed the licensing act to lapse in england Printed pamphlets distributed anonymously in the newfangled coffee houses were a key communication medium in Britain's glorious revolution of 1688 to 1689. Anonymous pamphlets, as historian Bernard Balin definitively documented, sparked the American Revolution as well. Adoption of the First Amendment shows the founders' opposition to free control or speech control. That attitude has been tested. Censorship has been accepted in wartime, though not so much recently. Elites have deplored the emergence of widely available new media, 
the penny newspaper in the 1830s, movies and newsreels in the 1910s, tabloid newspaper and radio in the 1920s, and television in the 1940s. In the 1990s, as Goldsmith and Woods notes, Congress opted for an open internet, freeing websites from liability from content posted by others. The hope was that internet-propagated free speech would erode tyrannies like China's, just as Fax Americana materials had helped erode Soviet satellite tyrannies in Eastern Europe in the 1980s. Now, Goldsmith and Woods argue, things are different. China has gotten so good at limiting the internet that our freedoms are obsolete. What? <laughs> uh, they cite two wake-up calls, Edward Snowden's 2013 revelations of government and tech platforms collection of private data and Russia's interference in the 2016 election. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, those wait, two wait, things. Wait, wait. So those two things, things in the same. Real quick, before yeah, so many I, things. Be- All right, let's pause. Before I forget, here, I uh, I was looking into some history, listening to some history podcasts, and kind of uh, mm-hmm. meandering around uh, the Kennedy um, uh, situation, and it is well known, documented historical fact that Russians uh, did things to get Kennedy elected. Apparently, uh, the KGB was put on alert in the KGB uh, agents that were stationed in America to actively look for opportunities and to gently propagandize uh, towards getting Kennedy elected. And it worked. So, you know, people talking about how Russians, you know, mingling, uh, you know, messing around with our elections. That's been happening since Kennedy um, and probably before that, Kennedy being a Democrat, by the way. Yeah, I'm pretty Just, sure every big nation has meddled in some way. That's what we do. That's what everybody does. Everybody messes yeah, with do, everybody's elections. Anyways, well, I just I mean, wanted to bring that up. I, I had heard or I had uh, encountered the documentation of Russians helping Kennedy get elected. It was yeah, very and, interesting. And the United States uh, intelligence agencies have most definitely meddled with many elections in uh, foreign nations as uh, I don't have the clip on me, but you know, that famous clip that we like about the, with the guy when he was asked, he was a former, I think he was former CIA or uh, uh, was on Fox news and was asked, uh, we don't mess with elections now, do we uh, other countries elections? And he was like, that was all right. So back very to classic the, moment. uh, Back to the the topic yeah. at hand. So they're they're calling. F- this person is trying to make a case that uh, controlling speech on the internet is is a evidence of a a mature and evolved society, as as can yeah. be as exemplified by China and its complete lockdown of its communications yeah. on the internet. It yeah. makes our freedoms obsolete. This is uh, horrifying. Snowden. Snowden revealed eavesdropping, not speech control, and since the Mueller investigation found no Russian collusion with the Trump campaign, it's clear the Russian foray were very small potatoes. Much less formidable than, to take just one example, British and Russian use of 1940s pre-internet media to elect or defeat President Franklin Roosevelt uh, in 1940. What really seems to bother Goldsmith and Woods is the dissemination of false information and the questioning of government actions about the COVID-19 pandemic. But as Atlantic science reporter Ed Yong writes, we are dealing with, quote, a pandemic characterized by extreme uncertainty. We don't know exactly how it spreads, how many have been infected and what percentage of those have died. We do know that 
the WHO, the World Health Organization upon which YouTube relies on, got things quite wrong, as for example, whether the virus was transmitted human to human. We know the expert epidemiologists' models turned out to be wildly misleading. We know that some government orders, such as New York's command that uh, nursing homes accept COVID-19 patients, have resulted in dozens, maybe hundreds, of needless deaths. Claims that, quote, science requires lockdowns are debatable given scientists' current ignorance about the virus and the inevitable ignorance about the negative health effects of eliminating cancer and cardiac screenings and elective surgeries and of increased substance and opioid abuse following enormous job losses. Uh, weighing these risks is the responsibility of public officials and of the active citizenry. When there are no clear, clearly right answers, there is room for public debate. Speech control, especially when the controllers are the most are uh, are the almost entirely left-wing employees of firms such as Google and Facebook, is attempted thought control. Mm -hmm. uh, Goldsmith and Wood say that the internet is so powerful in its capacity to persuade and spread disinformation that speech control is warranted. The same thing was said about the printing press, about those pesky pamphlets, about movies, uh, movie pictures, and radio and television. The founders had a different idea and put it in the Constitution 228 years ago. So I guess this author's trying to defend the right to free speech, which is kind of refreshing, Washington Examiner. Good job. But uh, <laughs> scary that you know these, these authority figures, Jack Goldsmith and Andrew Keene Woods, uh, law professor at Harvard, not really surprising with the whole uh, you know, network of Ivy Leagues there, and the University of Arizona. Those are, uh, those are you know, people... Uh, people pay a lot of money to go to those schools to uh, learn from these people. But although I guess the whole education system is going to be flipped on its head with this whole COVID thing. Yeah. But well, in yeah. any case. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, the, a lot of those elite schools being the, basically the farm league for the, the NWO um, that yeah. doesn't surprise me. So yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's weird, man. Cause it, it never used to be that like thinking free speech is a good thing used to be a, you know, it never used to be a radical idea. People could never yeah. accuse you of being a conspiracy theorist or, a, you know, anarchist <laughs> or, you know, yeah. something, some, you know, horrible name because you believe in free speech. And it's coming to the point where, you know, you're a weirdo if you think you should be able to say and think whatever you want. Um, which is unfortunate. I just got to say personally, I don't know how you feel about that, Gons, but I'm not a huge, I'm uh, not very excited about that. You're not excited um, about free speech anymore? I, I am. I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. I love that. I'm trying you know, to, that's one I'm of my favorite things, free speech. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I obviously, I'm for it because, I mean, yeah. just in the last two weeks, I've seen my own video about sin get taken down. Uh, because I use the word <laughs> can't virus say bad things about sin gons. Well, not that. That's I'm just telling people racist. about it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Okay. Well, is anything in particular you want to go into in this story, or is it just kind of speak for itself? I mean, it, I think it speaks for itself. Uh, the, the state of the country in terms of uh, the division between those who just you know bend over for China, I guess is what's basically going on mm -hmm. and just communism. I, I keep saying this, but I, I think it's just remarkable because when I first started researching the new world order and all that kind of stuff, it was around 2009 ish when I really you know dove into it. I, I kind of you know 
peripherally looked at it before that, but really dove in 2009, 2010 ish. And you know, the, the, the kind of writings that were there from the nineties and the seventies, even about the new world order, they were all saying, Hey, there's going to be this socialist communist takeover of America. And I was like, man, that's never going to happen here. Like even in 29, 2009, 2010, I was like, eh, okay. Obama's in office and it kind of seems like it's going in that direction, but man, it's like, whoa, I didn't realize that it was going to be 10 years. I thought it would take longer, 10 years or so, a decade, to just go full on, free speech is dead from uh, <laughs> our professors. You know, it's just crazy. It's just insane. Well, it's immoral. Free speech is immoral now, um, which is a good reason to uh, get interested in the decentralized web, which we'll talk about in a second. Gons, I want to go through one more story yes. and then let's take a little break. Okay, uh, are we doing the... Yes, we're doing the thing. Okay, hold yep. on. Uh, it will kill. <laughs> there we go. This is from uh, Breitbart.com. Yale scientist reopening America is, quote, awfully close to genocide. <laughs> a Yale University scientist argued in a social media post published on Wednesday that the United States government's plan to reopen America after the Chinese virus pandemic amounts to genocide of African Americans, Latinos, other people of color. Breitbart's kind of showing its uh, showing its colors there, uh, sort of blatantly calling it the Chinese virus. They know they're going to get in trouble for that. Yale epidemiologist Greg Gonzalez criticized the U.S. government's response to the Chinese virus pandemic and its plan to reopen the country in a tweet that was published on Wednesday, suggesting that it would be, quote, genocide by default to lift, quote, shelter-in-place restrictions. Gonzalez also suggested that the government's response would disproportionately impact people of color. Uh, this is... From uh, the tweet by Greg Gonzalez. How many people will die this summer before Election Day? What proportion of deaths will be among African Americans, Latinos, other people of color? This is getting awfully close to genocide by default. What else do you call mass death by public policy? Quote. Uh, oh, there we go. And here's another one. So what does it mean to let thousands die by negligence, omission, failure Gosh. to act in a legal sense under international law? In another tweet, Gonzalez argued that government officials should face consequences for their response to the pandemic under international law. And then he quotes that uh, same tweet I just said. Gonzalez's tweet was highlighted this week in a report by China's state-run communist publication, The People's Daily. Quote, an epidemiologist at Yale University on Wednesday launched one of the harshest attacks on the U.S. administration's response to the coronavirus pandemic, saying it was, quote, close to genocide by default, the report read. In a tweet on Thursday morning, Gonzalez said he was receiving criticism criticism from the right-wing mob machine for his comments on the Trump administration's response to the pandemic. The right-wing mob machine is upset with me, getting threatening emails again, Gonzalez said. Quote, guess I should get with the program and say what a wonderful job the White House is doing on COVID-19 coronavirus. Nope, not a chance. Okay, if you say so, Gonzalez, you don't have to Give Trump a hug. I take we exception. Won't make you do that. I take exception with you uh, pronouncing his name Gonzalves. It's Gonzalves. 
Gonzalez. Gonzalez. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Anyway, uh, just some yeah, more. Another you know, dude. it's uh, free, freedom of speech, brother. All right. You know, let's take a little thing. break. Oh. oh, okay. I was going to no, say no. that that's kind of the point here is like these guys can say what they want, but it's just funny how even that last article, if you don't, if you didn't have free speech, you wouldn't be able to say even, you know, those law professors wouldn't even have the platform well, to say Well, he's on it. the good guy side, Guns. He can say whatever oh, he, he wants because what he says is on the good guy side. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's take a quick break. We got some people okay. to thank guns all across the internet. First of all, I want to thank everybody watching live right now on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch or wherever you're watching. We uh, love that you're here. Thank you for supporting supporting the show with your eyeballs. Uh, good numbers today, guns. Liking it. And I want yep. to remind everybody... Um, that as we usually do, we want to encourage you to watch the show on twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. That link will be dropped in the uh, chat here for everybody. Twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. And here's the thing. There's a couple of reasons to do this. One of them is we are uh, essential employees of only this podcast and nobody else. So uh, we got to do what we got to do to support ourselves during this time. And Twitch has a bunch of great tools that eventually will help us do that. But in order to do that, we got to hit some goals on the platform so they, you know, so they know we're worth uh, letting into the club. So we're trying to get 75 concurrent viewers. That's an average of 75 viewers uh, through the whole broadcast, which um, is a little tougher than it sounds. We'll occasionally hit 75, but uh, we our average last episode was 73. So we got to keep uh, got to keep building that, folks. So if you're not doing it yet, go to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio. And another good reason to do that is because, uh, you know, you made your YouTube account years ago and you didn't really think about your username maybe you just put in your real name and you kind of regret that whatever the case may be twitch you got to make a new account and follow and uh this is your chance it's your chance to make a better username and boy guns do we have some good usernames coming in Ooh, i want to thank i want to thank uh some people you ready guns you ready vitamin kina thank you vitamin kina we got Busboy32, K4Christ77, thank you K4Christ, Mongoose Mojo coming in hot, <laughs> Charm01, Charmo, Charmo, thank you for being here, uh, oh man, I'm getting old, Gons, hold on, I gotta bring this closer to me in virtual space so I can read this, there we go, uh, oh, this is hard to read, Tink, <laughs> Ting Niliche, 1983. Ting Nilich. Um, we got some Fletcher 153. Uh, Stin Simplo Team. Team, 1972. Okay, right. thank you. We got a fun one here. Maybe, maybe the winner of the day. Baby Yoda drinking soda. I like Thank that. Thank you, Baby Yoda, drinking soda. I saw you in the chat a little while ago. Skyflower627. Oh, here's a good one, Gons. Oh my Gons! Ooh. Yeah. I feel special. Fun. For the remnant. 
Let's or see. the remnant. Total Come wrong think. Total wrong think. Compiler face. Compiler face? Dang, uh, Jang Dangler. <laughs> and of course, we've mentioned before, Cool Runnings, man. Yeah. The Thundering Scott. All right, I think we're coming to the end of the little thing here. We got Jacob Ladder. Ooh, Jacob okay. Ladder. Yeah, we'll give a shout-out. We'll give some more shout-outs uh, later on in the show. But thank you guys for following on the Twitchers. And actually, there's more. I don't know more... if, uh, mm -hmm. I was going to say, I don't know if Susan. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Susan Wojcicki. I don't know if she's logged on. Also, I haven't seen Bill Gates' official uh, tune in today. And also, you know, we're missing the real Pope Francis. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a also crew of uh, <laughs> official. I was going to say, the, Susan Wojcicki, the real Susan Wojcicki, the one that runs YouTube, uh -huh. uh, did an interview just recently for YouTube. And I just thought it was funny how the quality uh, for the CEO of YouTube, like the quality of the video was really bad. And just, I, I would expect more from. The one, you know, the person that's supposed to be running yeah, the whole YouTube thing. Of course, thing. yeah. She needs but, to have yeah. prime, uh, prime video set up. Uh, also, I they haven't made it onto the list yet, but I saw a user named uh, Basil made me sign up. So thank you very much for signing up. So there you go. And uh, let's see, we have. Uh, somebody to thank over on the Patreon, just so everybody knows, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. Uh, we got uh, a bunch of fun rewards over there and bonus episodes, all sorts of stuff, uh, good reasons to support the show over there. And uh, since last show, we have one upgraded pledge, and that's from Valerie. Thank you, Valerie, for that upgraded pledge. That's the the one thing better than uh, new pledges is upgraded pledges. That feels really good. Thank you, Valerie. Um, and it's nice to know that people not only took the time to uh, help out the show financially, but took the time again to up uh, to up their pledge. That's very nice. Um, okay, anything else you want to talk about in the break here, Gans? Nope. He might be Sorry, dealing with dealing with baby. Sorry, that's okay. You 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 keep doing what you're doing, because um, I will remind people that you know a lot of people don't like Patreon. I get it. They kind of had a little bit of uh, you know some fuzzy decision making in uh, 2018, 2019, and that's totally cool. If you want to help support the show, because remember. Uh, you know, we're doing three shows a week now, folks. This is uh, this is getting to be a pretty time-consuming project, Ugh. but I wouldn't have it any other way. You can go to uh, canarycryradio.com slash support, and that is a great way to help us out. We've got uh, PayPal, cryptocurrency, all sorts of fun ways that you can help the show out. Um, and if commitment's okay. not your thing, you can just do uh, one-time donations there as well. Are you good? I think we, yeah, I think we lost like a hundred people watching on, on the face like this on YouTube channel while you were pitching Twitch. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah, they don't, uh, they they don't just, like they it when you're gone, the, Gons. They go I there, for, they go to face like the sun YouTube uh, channel for, for you, not for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, there's a kind of a big story out that we need to cover here and let me hit the jingle and get to it speaking of the beast system be 
Jerusalem real quick, Post. Real quick. Yeah. Um, somebody on the chat in Twitch, you know, made a very long paragraph about, uh, you know, trying to make a, a point about how we're not talking about Jesus enough and questioning uh, the reason why we do all of this. Obviously, it's not somebody who's uh, spent much time with our work. Uh, anybody who wants to question uh, how any of this relates to uh, the, the Christian worldview or Jesus or, uh, you know, the Bible or anything like that, all you got to do is spend a little bit more than 10 minutes looking at our body of work and all those questions will be answered. So thank you so much for the question, um, but obviously shows that you haven't spent too much time with our work and that's totally fine. We invite you to do that. We've got uh, hundreds of episodes that will answer your question about how any of this relates to jesus so yep, go exploring yep. amen yeah yeah that's a good point because people comment and they don't realize that we've been podcasting together since 2012 yeah trolls we literally man. have published i know we've published i think the number is f over 450 individual episodes some like between canary cry radio canary cry news talk extended reports yeah and canary cry conversations i mean there's there's a lot of material out there yeah. that, that covers all that uh-huh. And I'd um, say okay. the same thing to you, JR. Go uh, take a look so, at the, our body of work. This one, uh, very interesting story. Benjamin Netanyahu suggests microchipping kids slammed by experts. Ooh. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a kind of a big deal. Cyber experts slammed Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for his proposal to microchip children who return to schools and kindergartens as the coronavirus lockdown is lifted. Ynet reported on Friday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. While speaking at a press conference on Monday, Netanyahu suggested the health ministry use new technology to help Israel adjust to its new routine as the state is lifting its coronavirus lockdown. Quote, that is technology that has not been used before and is allowed under the legislation we shall enact. He clarified. Quote, I spoke with our heads of technology in order to find measures Israel is good at, such as sensors. For instance, every person, every kid, I want it on kids first. Oh my gosh. Would have a sensor that would sound an alarm when you get too close, like the ones on cars. We're just cars now to Netanyahu. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. This is it crazy. will be hard to do to more than a million school children who return to their educational institutions in order to ensure one student sits at the distance of two meters from another. It is fictitious and dangerous, cyber resilience expert Anat Meron told Ynet. Quote, theoretically, I get the idea behind it, she said, but although such distance-sensitive microchips exist in vehicles, it is different in humans. According to Meron, quote, a beeping sound telling me I got too close to someone is not enough. Who says it will change anything? I would have gotten closer either way. <laughs> That's true. Even if they have this like loud beeping sensor in everyone, it's just going to drive the teachers nuts. Is that what they want to do? Going they want to make it like beep, like tr track your, your distance from other human beings? Yeah, apparently. The experts added that the actual issue is the enforcement and here everything changes. Marone told Wynette that microchipping children will not pass any test, both practically and <laughs> legally. <laughs> Similar to Marone's notion that notifying citizens on their distance will not affect their actions, many fear the state would make use of the information available from the censors. Quote, 
If the information with the kid's location is uploaded to the internet, a pedophile with some cyber knowledge may invade the system and stalk them. Oh, what happened to my page? Uh, somebody doesn't like me reading it or something. Whoa, it like reloaded as I was reading. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, if it's uploaded to the internet, a pedophile with some cyber knowledge may invade the system and stalk them outside their schools, follow them, and distribute the information on other platforms, Marone said. Can the state take responsibility for that? The Prime Minister's office responded to the report, telling Ynet Netanyahu's suggestion, quote, is not to be implemented through databases, but through simple technology notifying the citizens about their distance. It is a voluntary <laughs> option that is designed to help children keep their distance like mobile with vehicles. <laughs> the, the office added that the Prime Minister's suggestion is, quote, an idea that may help maintain school uh, social distancing and there will not be any violation of privacy. Yeah, that's, that's the big concern here is privacy, not microchipping children. Anyway, on Wednesday, Walla reported the movements of all vehicles in Israel were tracked by police and stored in an unregulated database named Eagle Eye. A source cited by the media site said the information may be kept for years on end. The Association of Civil Rights in Israel, ACRI, reportedly submitted a request under the Freedom of Information Act that police disclose the extent of the operations of Eagle Eye, as well as the time the information on citizens' movements is stored in the system. Israel police responded to ACRI saying the system's activity was not standardized in internally despite several years of operations. Quote, either way, once finalized, the procedure will not be disclosed to the public, police added. In late March, Yediot Aharonot reported a classified Shin Bet, uh, Israel's security agency database stored information on all Israeli citizens and most Palestinians from the West Bank. The data tracked by the security agency included movements, phone calls, and text messages. So uh, this is very interesting. In light of uh, recently, I made a video about a couple videos about why Christians should ditch QAnon. Mm -hmm. And part of the, the thing that I was, I keep asking these QAnon folks is like, okay, great. You know, I, I get the fact that we're trying to expose the whole pedo ring and the satanic elite and all this kind of stuff. I'm for that. I'm for getting rid of those people and getting rid of that network and, you know, Epstein didn't kill himself and that whole deal. But what, number one, what replaces it, you know, or who replaces it? And number two, you know, what, what kind of measures are you willing to accept to ensure it doesn't happen again? And part of my example was, are you willing to accept some kind of uh, mass surveillance system by the white hats or some kind of microchipping of the children? And it's just ironic. It's very interesting that this story would come out, you know, that same week that I was making these criticisms of the whole QAnon movement, at least in terms of, you know, the outcome, what what the end game is for Q. So, um, so there's that point of it. But yeah, well, I mean, this is, the, the, there's a point being made with the whole Q thing, which is, this is really the Satanists versus the Luciferians, these two right-hand, left-hand path, whereas, uh, you know, the the questioner from earlier asking what what does any of this have to do with jesus jesus taught the narrow path you know and it really becomes important to keep that in mind as the right left paradigm continues to you know evolve into what it is where one side is like all satanic communist whatever that whole thing and then the other side is going to be more of this it's going to be for free speech it's going to be for the constitution it's going to have all the the bells and whistles of freedom and that kind of thing but the technology aspect of it the 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 variable that no one's really paying attention to 
or at least not really understanding how it's going to affect both sides. It's the technology, you know, and the technocracy end of it. And so, you know, bad move in terms of Netanyahu. I know a lot of people are BB fans and, you know, they like uh, BB and they think that the United States and Israel should uh, remain in bed together and all this kind of stuff. But eventually you're going to have to realize that, again, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, then the path is narrow. Right. And uh, it's, it's, the solutions aren't going to come from any kind of political structure until he returns and, and really uh, establishes, you know, his rule, the new heaven and a new earth. So I don't know. What do you think, Basil? Ooh, Netanyahu yeah. calling for, no, I think, calling I think for you microchipping it, kids. <laughs> I think you wrapped it up pretty well. I, on, on another note, just to, to sort of round out some of the observations there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really interesting because uh, – you suddenly in this whole coronavirus thing, you know, and this, of course, we're pretty apolitical here. We're not necessarily uh, cheerleaders for Trump uh, or anybody really. But uh, when we see something we like, we call it out. When we see something we don't like, we call it out. And recently, one thing that was uh, getting called out for President Trump is suddenly his enthusiasm for vaccines. You know, he right. starts coming out and saying, I Although, love vaccines. I love them. They're the best. They're beautiful. Give me all the vaccines, which kind of, you know, caused some waves. Um, and, you know, there's uh, there's always been some parallels with uh, Netanyahu, Netanyahu <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Trump. And they've obviously had their sort of political friendship going on for a while. But I see this as sort of a similar blunder with B.B., um, you know, just kind of, it's one of those things. I wonder if he even really thought about it before he just kind of came out and said it. You know what I mean? Because uh, there's some things like that with Trump. You're like, oh, I think he's just kind of trying to fill up some airtime here and probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't imagine why anybody would think that suggesting microchipping all of our children, although I will say there's some, uh, particularly liberal people in America that would like to microchip our children as well. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it's obviously a bad idea. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. Uh, but no. he makes a good point, And another angle of this whole thing is Israel being its own sort of Silicon Valley and the, yeah. uh, the economic force of its scientific research and its technology innovation coming out of Israel uh, does make them sort of a prime testing ground for a lot of these things, similar to California in that way. Uh, you know, yep. uh, I think when it comes to microchipping children, yeah, you know, maybe Israel, but it, it may just as easily be uh, California that starts that trend. Oh, yikes. I don't yikers. know. Yikers. Yeah, yeah, yikers. Um, oh, wow. Lots of noise back here, but it's okay. Um, I, I, I was recently telling someone on Twitter that there's actually a lot more conservatives in California than you'd think. Yeah. Now, a lot of the whole liberal clusters are in LA and San Francisco, and there's a lot of farmland in between. In fact, totally. if you drive between the two places, there's a whole section where you just smell cow. <laughs> That's why cow, cow California is a, a large and fascinating place. A big um, place. I want to give you a little update, Gons. We have a new uh, Twitch follower named. You know, we made a call out that we wanted our, our elite <laughs> friends to follow us. <laughs> And uh, I think I know Bezos number I know one, name. not the clone, 
has started following <laughs> us. Thank you, Bezos. All right, number we got one, Bezos, not the Wajiki, the Pope. We, we got a good yeah, crew over there. Pope this this Francis. is fantastic. I, we're still waiting for Elon, though. Um, oh, yeah, someone's got to Elon it. Okay, Elon. Uh, All right. We, you know what? There's actually a positive story here, uh, yeah. or I guess positive for <laughs> from our perspective. And um, where's my jingle for this? I don't know. Uh, Hit it. No, I had it here somewhere. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Where did it go? Uh, Hallelujah. There it is. Guns, you got to have those things on deck, man. I'm, you, I'm you dealing with... You can't be waiting uh, for these jingles every time. I know. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. Okay. I got distracted by uh, by the, the peoples. Okay. Yeah. Go All for right. it. So this is you. We're, we're from medium.com right now titled why we're no longer pursuing the Quayside project. And what's next for sidewalk labs. This is from Dr. L. Dr. Off fake name. No, Daniel L. Dr. Off. <laughs> Dr. And, Dr. Uh, Off. For those who may remember Quayside Project, well, we'll get into it here. In October 2017, Sidewalk Labs and Waterfront Toronto set out to plan a shared vision for Quayside, a fundamentally more sustainable and affordable community resulting from innovations in technology and urban design. Since the project began, I've met thousands of Torontonians from all over the city excited by the possibility of making urban life better for everyone. So it is with great personal sadness and disappointment that I share that Sidewalk Labs will no longer pursue the Quayside Project. Oh no. Oh no. I'm going to read a little bit more. We'll see if it has a good enough explanation in there. Um, but I have a feeling a lot of people don't remember this. We're going to need to talk about the Quayside Project, Smart Cities, Agenda uh, 21 but now 35 or whatever it is uh we're gonna have to give the full rundown gone so get ready for the last okay. two and a half years we have been passionate about making quayside happen indeed we have invested time people and resources in toronto including opening a 30-person office on the waterfront but as unprecedented economic uncertainty has set in around the world and in the Toronto real estate market, it, is, it has become too difficult to make the 12-acre project financially viable without sacrificing core parts of the plan we had developed uh, together with Waterfront Toronto to build a truly inclusive, sustainable community. And so, after a great deal of deliberation, we conclude that it no longer made sense to proceed with the Quayside project and let Waterfront Toronto no yesterday. While we won't be pursuing this particular project, the current health emergency makes us feel even more strongly about the importance of reimagining cities for the future. I believe that the ideas we have developed over the last two and a half years will represent a meaningful contribution to the work of tackling big urban problems, particularly in the areas of affordability and sustainability. This is a vital societal endeavor, and Sidewalk Labs will continue our work to contribute to it. On those fronts, we've already started innovative companies addressing urban mobility, next generation infrastructure, and community-based healthcare, and invested, okay, blah, blah, blah. I think they just kind of give themselves a bunch of pats on the back. Uh, let's see if there is anything else. It really isn't. It's just nope. kind of uh, a lot of fluff yeah. after that. A lot so, of fluffy fluff. Uh, you want to tell everybody what Quayside was? 
Yeah, so Quayside, uh, they're they're uh, working with part uh, Sidewalk Labs, which is a division of Google's parent company, Alphabet. So this is Google driven, and they wanted to. Uh, they I think Toronto here was going to be one of the first big time smart cities, you know, funded by Google fun- or sponsored by Google, and and you know, oversaw uh, overwatched by uh, uh, the Alphabet agency which is the company that basically runs google so we were kind of like oh no toronto they're gonna be taken over by the techno elite or whatever but hey silver lining with the whole covid thing no more but you know what it 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 doesn't really matter because the next story we have here sort of negates the whole thing well which uh are are you are you got any more to say about this well yeah i wanted to let people know because a lot of people didn't know what this exactly was and somebody here uh is claiming to be from toronto says that whole google project has been halted because it set off uh many alarms here in toronto with privacy groups especially the cambridge analytica expose there you go yeah so so maybe so the smart city i mean we reported on it when they were coming out with it and uh you know using the most advanced technological um uh, uh, things available, including tracking everybody who is in there and, uh, you know, RFID, uh, walking by a lamppost, the lamppost knows who you are and knows how bright to get because it just dials into your own personal. And they're going to do a whole, uh, basically a whole small section of Toronto as sort of the test, um, you know, the test place for all this super smart city uh sustainable agenda 21 type of uh there's going to be a prototype of sort of the dystopian slash utopian uh city of the future um but there you go they're just announcing now that it's not going to work and uh, privacy being a huge problem that everybody was pointing out including us um but also, you know, it's just it's that control mechanism being does the work technology work for us or do we work for the technology? Right. And it's actually, yeah, this is good because it shows that, you know, smart people over smart cities. Right. Uh, the people are smart. If you if you speak up and if, if this is uh, planned in your town, maybe you can avoid it a little bit longer however they're going to come up with different ways to get all the smart devices in everywhere and uh this one comes we got a new jingle i put together a new jingle and uh, it'll call all come together but it was based on elon musk's uh conversation with uh on the joe rogan podcast last night and i just lifted a couple sections of elon talking about his neural lace and made a little elon cybernetics jingle are you Mm -hmm. ready for it basil i'm ready you are already sort of a cybernetic symbiote. Neural nets are taking over from regular programming. So you are connected. We're already connected. We're already connected. Oh, no. Technologynetworks.com. Watching how the brain plans movement could help develop mind-controlled smart homes. Yay! Yay, so uh, no, no smart cities. Hey, you, you guys are concerned about privacy. How about just a smart home where you can mind control everything in your house? 
It says here, walking across the room to switch on a light, such a simple everyday activity involves enormously complex computations by the brain as it requires interpretation of the scene, control of the gate, and planning upcoming movements, such as the arm movement to the light switch. Neuroscientists (laughs) at the German (laughs) Primate Center, DPZ, Leibniz Institute for Primate Research, have now investigated... In which brain, uh, in which brain areas the movements are coded? I find it interesting that they use the word "coded" for reaching distant targets that require both arm and walking movements, and how the movements are planned in the brain before execution. Mm. For this purpose, they have created a novel experimental environmental uh, environment: the Reach Cage. They made a oh, cage. No. That's first terrifying. results. Yeah, first results with rhesus monkeys show that distant movement targets, which the animals have to walk to, are encoded in the same areas of the brain as close targets, even before the animal starts walking. They keep mentioning this, our brain stuff as just code, which is, again, it's, it's sort of uh, dehumanizing if you ask me. Yeah. This means the, that movement goals near and far from the body can be obtained from the same brain areas no matter if the goals require walking or not. These findings could be harnessed to develop brain-machine interfaces that control smart homes. Yay! <laughs> and it uh, kind of goes into a little bit more of the, the technology and what they did with the rhesus monkeys and how they uh, basically are trying to figure out how to predict, you know, because... I, I, as an athlete, I remember vividly, like in my mind, thinking, okay, what movements, what angles I have to move with my body, and, and being very strategic about that before you actually make those movements. And I think they're trying to measure that in monkeys, and they're saying, hey, hey, we can, uh, we can do that now with, uh, with the people to, to make your, your home smarter. So you don't have to flick that light switch to turn on the light, because, I mean... <laughs> Who's going to have all that energy to do that? Who's got you know, the time, we, man? Who's got the who's time got for the that? time and the energy to flip on light switch? Might as well jack in your brain so you can do it from there. So uh, <laughs> I won't read the rest of this. Oh, I got a little quote down here highlighted. The results show that motor planning areas of the brain process information about the goal of specific movements, even if the goal is at the other end of the room and a whole body movement is first required to get there. Okay. Alexander Gale, head of the sensorometer group, adds, quote, such knowledge is not only important to understand the deficits of patients who have difficulty in planning and coordinating actions, the new insights also might turn out particularly useful when developing brain-computer interfaces for controlling smart homes for which goals such as doors, windows, or lights are distributed throughout a complex environment. You're not going to question, Basil. Mm-hmm. For people that get, you know, they, they get the whole brain mind control device or whatever it is, and they, uh, they, they're like living in the house or whatever, and someone breaks into the house, is that going to like freak out your brain sensors? Is that going to mess with your, your, I don't know, your Maybe neurons or whatever? Maybe it'll feel like they've broken into your mind. <laughs> your mind is your home now. Yeah, your yeah, their little a, signal will be dra- traveling around your mind sensors. Yeah. yeah, well, this is anyway. interesting. The most interesting thing I find about this is that uh, uh, how close it's coming. I mean, 
Elon yeah. started to talk about it, you know, this being a reality in five years or something. Or, I mean, and before yeah, five to 10 years, Yeah, even just a year ago, I mean, we are talking decades out, but, uh, you know, this could be a lot sooner than a lot of us think. Yep, yep. Uh, Susan, uh, what's Jiki has, yeah, to, she leave has to go the Twitch. She says, sorry, everyone got to go. I have a meeting with the Dark Lords today. We're using Zoom. <laughs> uh, they would use. Only Sith <laughs> Lords use, use Zoom. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, before we get too far into landing the plane, uh, somebody reminded us to talk about Plandemic. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, the docu documentary, you know, I watched it. Uh, I thought it was interesting. It, uh, the, some of the information wasn't too surprising in terms of the injustices and the, uh, you know, the, what Paul and Philip Collins have called the, the scientific dictatorship. And uh, just a very clear example of that from the, the whole AIDS pandemic uh, to the coronavirus, just uh, having control of the patents and stuff like that. Although uh, you were saying, um, that somebody did a deep dive on the, the creator of the film and there were yeah. some, some concerns there. Yeah. Well, I, I saw, I have not watched Plandemic. I, I kind of have this, uh, pro I'm probably wrong about it, but the feeling is that everything that's in there, I, I think I've already seen, um, floating around. I, I have a feeling that Plandemic, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Gons, but it seems like, uh, somebody just put together all the information that was already out mm, there. It was it was an interview. I can't remember the lady's name. We should probably pull it up. Yeah. Um, it was, it was an actually sit down. It was a sit down interview. I think the story has been out there, but I think this was the first time, you know, there was a virality behind it and, and people paying attention to the stuff now. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it was a sit down interview. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the information, I don't think it didn't feel new to me, but it, I, I didn't think anyone really specifically, had put it together the way they had in the film. Although again, I, I don't know. I haven't okay. dug too deep. I just watched it or well, actually I was listening to most of it. I wasn't watching most of it. Uh, right. I just had my earplugs in, but got it. Um, so the one yeah, thing so, that I did watch about it was uh, somebody did a deep dive into the director uh, of the film and kind of went to his personal YouTube and pulled a bunch of stuff. And, and you know, the long story short, the guy is uh, just uber, uber new age fella. Um, and so he's like, the is, aliens are going to save us that whole deal. I don't know about that far, but definitely like very, you know, he's doing like third eye meditations with his kids oh, okay. and a lot of talk about meditation, a lot of talk about, uh, sort of spiritual oneness and energy and, you know, your basic yeah. sort of new age stuff. So first of all, you know, to, you got to always take into account, uh, the the worldview of the creator of the of the project. Now I am starting to get a little suspicious, Gons, in general mm, about these yeah. these documentaries that are coming out and exploding and being referenced in mainstream news cycles, and mm -hmm. uh, you know the, the just everything about it. I'm I'm starting to become very suspicious of how a lot of well, these documentaries yeah. are, are making it out there and the amount of people and attention they're able to grab as well as mainstream airtime. I don't know about this. Man. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because one of the things I pointed out with, uh, with my criticisms of QAnon was just that, that there's this new age uh, 
uh, it really appeals to the new age crowd. And mm-hmm. there's a bunch of new agers that are really into the QAnon stuff. And, um, and, and part of what that seems to bring out, especially right now, is uh, politicizing the new agers mm. and creating that divide and conquer oh, method where you, you have like, oh, we're banning David Icke. You know, David Icke being, Chris White has this documentary called David Icke Debunked from 2009 or 2010 mm-hmm. maybe. And he, you know, he talks about when David Icke claimed he was the son of God and he channeled, he had some energy burst in his body and he felt it, whatever, uh, connected to the universe and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he gets banned. So now he's this, he, you know, people are saying, and look, I don't think anybody should be banned. Right. But right. at the same time, the systematic banning of certain people, especially that have a very new age perspective is very fascinating because it's, it's definitely creating that division of like, Oh, you're going to ban us. Well, that must be the truth when right. the people behind all that is all, they're all new agers. You know, right. they're all like the light. We'll be enlightened. We will ascend and become gods ourselves. It's it's a very uh, it's for as a Christian again the whole I, I just keep bringing it back to the narrow path. It's yeah. like we got to stay really focused because it's starting to get really crazy with the division, with the left right paradigm, the re- Democrat Republican divide, and now the it's starting to reveal itself to be more of like a Satanist Luciferian divide, and so you just got to keep you know stay sober minded and and you know keep an eye on this stuff. And I think you're right, uh, these documentaries. It, it it comes out at a very convenient time, and yeah. a lot of it is uh, it's it, and and the systematic banning also seems to create that that momentum of oh that must be true they're banning it it must be true and certainly there may be some truthful aspects to it but again well, and here's it, I got a couple of comments one of them is you're yeah. talking about the politicization of the new age and I think on sort of a ground level. Uh, politics play I think much like what happened to uh, the Christian quote voting block in the 50s Um, before the 50s or so you know Christians weren't considered a single uh, political voting block they were actually sort of transitioned into a voting block as far as politicians and campaigners are concerned I think yeah. what we might be seeing is the activation of n- new agers into their own voting block. Um, yeah. And, you know, let's just pretend for a second. Let's just play a, a mind game. Um, what if these, uh, and, and I don't know, I'm not going to put them on the same level, but, you know, pandemic being one of them and out of the shadows, uh, being Was another out of one. shadows or out of out darkness. Of, I can't, I think I it's, said it it's wrong. Out of email shadows, I recently out of the shadows, out of something shadows. like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but both of those us. documentaries, you know, came out hard swinging, getting tons of views and then views in a few days. disappearing and being re-uploaded and all this sorts of stuff and then making their way into mainstream news reports. And right. I don't know, man, it's just very, I, I, I can't even really make a solid claim on this, but uh, it seems like there's some, someone powerful behind those things, um, getting them out there. Now, I'm not saying just because they're popular, they're controlled opposition, but if there was some sort of controlled opposition, uh, that would be an interesting way to go about it. 
Um, yeah. But then, yeah, going it's, back to Plandemic specifically, uh, activating New Agers as uh, it, their own, you know, a, comp- a cohesive, comprehensive voting block for the purposes of, um, uh, you know, an election year. Hello. And uh, yeah. Plandemic, yeah, if exactly. it's able to get enough attention from, uh, you know, the comprehensive New Age voting block, might actually be a way to sway uh, voting. I mean, I don't I can only see it going in Trump's favor in that way. I don't see how that would, uh, you know, pull thing towards the Democrat side. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that whole uh, rat poison analogy, right? Like 99 percent is regular food and one percent mm, actual poison yeah very interesting yeah, same same sort of thing um, okay we got uh, a couple more here and i guess it relates yeah. i want to i want to mention uh, re- just address something in the the chat real quick uh chris hey. eichenlob over on twitch sees says i seem to have lost my subscription can i no longer subscribe to this channel chris we are not yet approved for subscriptions uh so go ahead and follow the channel and once we um hit hit the our goals we'll be able to uh, uh do subscriptions to the channel so thank you very much for asking and everybody else should get excited about that as well okay yeah i didn't even know that that's a yeah. very interesting uh-huh uh, it's twitch a very, is just too twitchy for me I start it's got a whole lot of fun tools and one of them is subscriptions and uh i'm excited for when we get to that point but we need more people to watch on the twitch to unlock it for us okay yep Okay, this one, I think you, you can take this one here. But as okay. the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Ah, uh, yeah. My man Elon. Do you have a Four Horsemen jingle? Why don't you search for that for a second? Just drop it. Four Horsemen, the technocalypse. Anytime you see the Four Horsemen, it's something special. Wow, that was the On fastest <laughs> jingle you've done all show. I know. Very impressive. I had to make up for walking away earlier. And we, uh, we, you know what we didn't do? I mean, we talked about it, you and I, quite a bit, but we did not mention uh, Elon's new baby uh, on the last oh, show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He clarified uh, it at the beginning of the podcast last ev- night or yesterday. Everybody's heard. Everybody knows Elon had his baby with Grimes. And I, you know, I was thinking, oh, wow, Elon finally had a baby. That's crazy. Um, this is Elon's seventh child. <laughs> so... Yeah, <laughs> he has, you know, the the seven uh, the seven heads or the seven yeah. horns have have risen. You know what he said too? He what? he mentioned in the podcast. He said, well, first off, he clarified the name X Ash Archangel. Yeah, but also he uh, he said that he appreciated this one more because he's older. And I thought. Uh, if I was one of your kids and I was listening to that, I'd be like, wait, you didn't appreciate me or, <laughs> earlier in your life or what? So anyway, he did, just thought it was an interesting. He did clarify it is X Ash Archangel. I think so. Yeah. Wow. He That's said that Grimes so came up with most of it and he came up with the A12 to reference Archangel. So ah, that's good. his contribution okay. to the name. Ah, good yeah. for you, Elon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somewhere right, else. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if it was he, him tweeting or somebody else tweeting, but we, uh, we won't be laughing so much at X Ash Arch, Archangel so much when uh, he's the emperor of Mars. When he grows up. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, speaking of which, here we go. RT.com. Elon Musk may have uh, 
chosen a bizarre cyborg-like name for his newborn child. Just try pronouncing X, Ash Archangel. But the billionaire entrepreneur says spoken language itself may, uh, may soon become obsolete with the rise of new brain tech. Appearing on another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience on Thursday, the UFC commentator slash podcast host congratulated Musk on the birth of his sixth son. Okay, maybe it was, oh, sixth son. I'm pretty sure he has seven kids, so maybe one's a daughter. But couldn't help but ask about the infant's unique headline-grabbing name. Quote, how do you say the name? Is it a placeholder, Rogan asked, drawing an awkward laugh from Musk. Well, first of all, my partner is the one that mostly came up with the name. She's she's great at names, Musk said, adding, <laughs> it's just X, the letter X, and then A-E is pronounced Ash, and A-12 is my contribution, which he says stands for Archangel 12. The CIA recon aircraft later developed into the SR-71 Blackbird, the coolest plane ever, which is, I've actually gotten to be inside of a Blackbird once. Um, In as- the air? Uh, no, <laughs> that's confidential, Gons. I can neither confirm oh, okay. nor deny Sorry. that the Blackbird was right. in the air. As the conversation drifted into neural nets and artificial intelligence, Musk a- Musk asked. Sorry, Musk said Neuralink technology, a battery-powered device implanted directly into the skull, could be rolled out within the next year and potentially, quote, fix almost anything that is wrong with the brain. Eventually, in addition to curing disorders like epilepsy, he said language itself could be made obsolete thanks to the new tech and perhaps unpronounceable baby names along with it. (laughs) Elon, uh, let's see, that's a... That's an ad. Here we go. Quote, you would be able to communicate very quickly and with far more precision. I'm not sure what would happen to language, he said, explaining that human beings are, quote, already partly a cyborg or an AI symbiote whose hardware is merely in need of an upgrade. Asked about how long it might take before mankind goes mute. Wow. My speech processing is slowing down <laughs> must make this text bigger so upgrade. i can read it on air here we go see see the connection is slow we have these computers <laughs> yes. but the brain computer connection is yes. slow elon's promising he's going to speed it up for that's us. right help me elon asked about how long it might take before mankind goes mute musk said it could happen in five to ten years in a best case scenario if the technology continues to develop at its currently rapid pace pace of course even in the entrepreneur's brave new world he said some might still choose to speak for quote sentimental reasons even when mouth noises are but a primitive vestige of the past gons what is it gonna mean for podcasting when uh when uh when language doesn't mean anything i'm obviously already having some trouble here (laughs) We're just going to stare at each other uh, or actually, we're, yeah, we're going to, we're just going to know what you're thinking. We're going to stare at those googly eyes and you're going to telepathically <laughs> communicate all of your deep thoughts right your and brain. commentary. That'll yeah. Be Cause good. words, you know, yeah, there's an old joke that I won't say, but I'm liking uh, this. People liked my, uh, my Elon impression. There you go. Thank you. You didn't people. stutter enough though. You got to stutter and slow down stutter and have really long dramatic pauses. <laughs> Oh, and man. weird eye movements. Yeah. yeah, you forgot that part. Yeah, but um, okay. So you know, there you it's, go. It's, in, it's interesting just because of the whole concept of language and bringing it back to sort of a 
a non, well, in this case, it's a non-language, but really what he's referencing is kind of this universal language of technology of, I don't know, math of AI, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's fascinating to look at because, you know, we, the jingle here was as it were in the days of Noah. And we know that Noah lived 350 years after the flood. And so right. it's, uh, it's suggested uh, that he was alive during the tower of Babel. And, you know, you look at the Tower of Babel, which is Genesis 11, that first verse. Now the whole world had one language and one form of speech. And, of course, they weren't telepathically communicating at that time. But mm-hmm. uh, it's just interesting that, that, lang- that you know, singular language, because he goes on, if you watch the interview with uh, Joe Rogan, he goes on to talk about how, you know, you can, you can basically flip you know, different languages. And, and, and if you want to talk in one language, you can. You'll just download it. All these fantastical dreams of his. It uh, really right. comes down to having that mathematics, ones and zeros, become that single language for, for the world. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, he may not ever achieve it. We're going to have to see. At least he didn't make any, like, uh, you know, any kind of bets or any kind of promises if it doesn't happen. You know, like he'll eat his belt or something. No, but, he's uh, not afraid of just making wild claims and then seeing what happens. He's <laughs> kind of like I Trump mean, I, in that I wonder, way. I wonder what he thinks of his new child X, you know, like, is he, he probably thinks for sure. He's like my, my kid X, he's going to be linked up to the neural lace by the time he's 10 or 12 or something. I mean, it's just a weird, probably before that he's a good uh, Guinea pig. Yeah. And it, it, interestingly, uh, something I found, not found out, it's something that I realized when I was making, I made a little video about the, the name, uh, just right after the whole thing came out. And there's the X, which uh, some people have suggested that X represents the mark of the beast. And in the occult, it represents transformation and change. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the AE symbol, the, the, you know, the, I think it's called the ash. You know, ash. People call it ash. The AE also can mean after effect. And so you have the mark or you have the transformation and then the after effect, which is the archangel. So this is it's like a whole equation there. Yeah, in, in the name of the baby thing it's a whole thing yeah a little chin scratcher but uh yeah just very very bizarre you know what are you gonna yeah. do what are you gonna do man keep an eye on elon that's all keep an eye on elon, elon has not followed us on twitch yet i'm still waiting for him so elon if you're out there now's the time head over to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio follow us buddy um, oh, and by the way, just to mention, just mm-hmm. to connect it back to the whole uh, New Age thing that we were talking about before, Elon was was pretty critical of uh, the World Health Organization and just the way things were handled by the mainstream media and all that kind of stuff, showing that he's kind of being propped up as a leader of that other side. You know, he's like the new hip billionaire leader for because you got your Bezos that owns. Uh, Washington Post, mm-hmm. and you know you're you're sort of more legacy technocrat billionaires like Bill Gates, obviously in with the the WHO and the whole regime there. But Elon's got this new thing going, and I think that again it all appeals to the New Agers. His car company Tesla will appeal to the New Ager who knows about the Tesla research, and and obviously Trump can play very much into that, having his uncle be the first person to look at the Tesla papers. After the uh, the the in, Intel agencies confiscated all those right. all that research, so yeah, a lot of things to connect there. Very uh, fascinating rabbit trails to go down if you haven't before. Uh, but to wrap it up here, we do have a Nephilim update. Anything else on Elon Basil? 
Nope, that's all my Elon news for the day. Okay, this one's going to get kind of icky. Uh, we used to have, in our extended reports, we used to have like icky updates. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is kind of an icky update, but also Uh-oh. it's a Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Welcome to Chinese Double. That's mags.com, your source of true information. From sightings to alien sex, a brief history of UFOs in China. Oh, don't say UFOs it. UFOs like in China. What do you mean, like that? Come on, come about? on, get it over with. Let's go. <laughs> okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna try to get through this. Uh, at 9 p.m. on August 20th, 2011, dozens of air crews flying over Shanghai saw a colossal glowing sphere hanging above the sky and pulsating. Many people speculate that it was a bubble formed by the diffused remnant. Uh, remnants of rocket fuel outside the atmosphere, says Wu Jialu, director of Shanghai UFO Research Center. But we don't think so. UFO phenomenon is nothing new in China. As early as, oh, as early as November third, ten seventy one, the great poet Su Dongpo documented seeing a UFO while staying overnight in Jingshan Temple in Zhengjiang, Jiangsu Province. Some eight hundred years later, painter Wu Yoru, uh, or Yuru. Uh, produced the first illustrated account of a UFO incident in China. His 1892 work, Red Flames Soaring in the Sky, Qiang Tengkong, depict, hold on, honey, uh, depicts <laughs> a crowd gathered on Zugu Bridge in Nanjing, once again in Jiangsu province, watching a burning ball uh, across the sky. The work has become a precious historical document for UFO researchers. And here it is. You can, well, at least if you're watching, you can see the image here. It's basically a bunch of Chinese people on a bridge and a big ball in the sky. Shanghai has also experienced plenty of documented UFO incidents. At 8 p.m. on August 27th, 1987, a radiant rotating flying object was witnessed. On the afternoon of October 3rd, 1990, a UFO flying slowly across uh, across West Shanghai was videoed by a teacher in Putuo District. Its shape resembled the letter U. At 6 p.m. on March 18, 1991, a crew of Flight 3665 from Shanghai to Jian, uh, Jinan saw a spheroidal UFO disassembled into a sphere and cylinders then reassembled, its color turning from red to black. Uh, conversations between the crew and control center describing the process were all recorded. Then there are the incidents that Wu Jialu witnessed with his own eyes. And it goes over some, a few more incidents here and in, in sightings. And um, there's a part here. Uh, I guess I don't have to necessarily go into all the details here, but there's a... Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I should have highlighted some stuff here because I'm, I'm losing my... my, my my grapple of the article, <laughs> but basically here, this guy uh, found or met or claims he met. Uh, let me do that. Wu says the most bizarre contact in China occurred in June seventh, nineteen ninety four, when Meng Zhao of Phoenix Mountain, Phoenix, interesting, Phoenix Mountain, Fujian Province, met a female alien. First, there was electricity between them. Then things got amorous. Ooh. Amorous. Quote, amorous. I was like, yeah, I think I'm saying that wrong. Amorous. 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 Quote, according to Meng, the female alien looked like a white monster. She was very tall, about 2.5 meters, and wore tight clothes 
with only her big eyes and private parts exposed. She did something to him that felt like an electric shock, uh, <laughs> and he passed out. When he came round, he found several scars on his body. According to Wu, she had planted something Mung bean-sized into his body. Things were about to get even stranger. Meng had sexual intercourse with the female alien. She suddenly fell down on him. He can hardly move. And uh, his, his little area felt hot and ached. And the experience was more pleasurable than anything he had ever felt. Oh, I did highlight something. God, not an experience we expected. Steamy at the end of the episode <laughs> here. My, goodness. I told you it was an icky update. I told you it was an icky <laughs> update. Not an experience we expect. He forgot in a hurry. I don't know why it's a question mark. The female alien has been on his mind ever since. One year later, he still had little desire to make love to his wife and was physically drained. Although the alien never returned. There seemed to be telepathy between her and Meng. The most common message she transmits to him is about environmental protection. Uh, I'll just end course. it there. Mm -hmm. But of course, environmental protection. So anyway, um, I know it's a kind of a weird one, but uh, I had no idea that in China they had all these uh, UFO sightings and along with it, an encounter that resembles very much what we read in Genesis 6 with the sons of God and the daughters of men, but flipped. It's the other way. And uh, so anyway, that's our Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Very important work being done here, Gons. And uh, <laughs> I saw somebody in the chat was saying we should uh, talk with Will from The Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Um, and just to let everybody know, check out uh, Canary Cry Radio episode 133. Canary Cry Radio. Search it on Ooh, your podcast podcatcher podcast player whatever spotify stitcher itunes uh canary cry radio episode 133 and for those who don't know canary cry radio is different from canary cry news talk they're two separate shows but all the same uh, fun uh, topic stuff that you want to hear about canary cry radio is more of an interview style show and uh, if you want to hear will from strange uh, the truth is stranger than fiction go to canary cry radio episode 133 you can also just search that and uh, you'll find it so there you go um let's see anything else you know i think, I think that's, that's it, it. Anything yep. else you wanna you wanna talk about before we land the plane here, Gonzo? I, I think we're good. Um, I think we're good. Yeah. You got a baby you got to get to, so yeah, I will just issues. wrap this up. Here's the thing, folks. Thank you so much for those who uh, went to Twitch.tv. Don't leave quite yet because we got some stuff to talk about. Twitch.tv/slash Canary Cry Radio is a great place. I've been monitoring the chat. It seems uh, like. Twitch actually had a better connection than uh, YouTube today, so that's fun. Interesting. Um, lots of people trying to pull pull uh, their friends over from YouTube over to the Twitch. That's where all the cool kids are. Please consider it. Um, I know you YouTube kids don't like it when I talk so much about Twitch, but you know, in these times that we're currently in, Twitch is the best way for Gons and I to uh, support ourselves. So it's either I talk about donations or I talk about heading over and following us on Twitch. So those are the options. You know, nothing in life is free. Gons, you and I made the, uh, the decision a 
long time ago uh, against our better judgment to uh, pledge to not play advertising on the show. Again, some people would rather I play uh, advertising than talk about Twitch or donations. But here's the thing. You need to check your heart there because what's happening with advertisements is your attention is being sold to corporations who do not care about you except for, uh, you know, the... uh, the, the purchases, the, the Swiffer wet jets they can sell you. So, in lieu of that, because we believe that that's part of the corrupt system of this earth, you can head to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Watch the show live there, and that's going to help unlock a lot of tools that will help Gons uh, uh, and I support ourselves during this time. Now, a couple of shout-outs here. Sloth Lemur. Thanks for following Sloth Lemur. Oh, Sloth Lemur. Where's uh, my mouse? Julie, my mouse disappeared. Here it Julie is. Julie Rolhoff. Roloff. Thank you, Julie Roloff. Richie and did <laughs> Richie and Dollar. Thanks, Richie and Dollar. Uh, no, again, another and thank you to Bezos number one, not the clone. Uh, happy to have oh, yeah. you. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh. VR world is going out of control right now. TMS Sam. <laughs> Thank you, right. TMS, TMS Sam. Sam. The Thunder Cunder. Oh gosh. I hope I didn't say oh, a bad thing. <laughs> Team uh, Tim Revel, Tim Revel, thank you very much. Basil made me sign up. Thanks for being here, Basil made me sign up. The Fixer Man is here. <laughs> this I Fixer love. Uh, this I've gotten into uh, since the quarantine. This user's name is Lawn Care is Life. <laughs> I've turned into hey, I've tips. turned into a middle aged dad taking care of my lawn during this whole thing. Um, yeah. And those are our new followers over on Twitch. Thank you guys so very, very much. And remember, you can also help support Gons and I in these times um, by heading over to patreon.com slash canarycryradio. Nope, that's wrong. Well, you can go there too. Patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. Gons, if you want to pull up those uh, PayPal shoutouts, we can do that real quick. Um, But remember, we are entirely listener supported. We are your essential employees. And uh, those who recognize that and want to keep the show going, you can go to Patreon.com slash CCNT to support. We've got a bunch of fun uh, rewards there and bonus episodes. We also have bonus episodes and rewards separately at patreon.com slash canary cry radio you can check both of those out but you know a lot of people don't like patreon we totally get that makes it easy for us but uh, they got in a little bit of hot water a little while back so if you don't like patreon you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support oh we almost asking me to do multiple things at once that's right you can go there you can uh, sign up with paypal you can give a one-time donation if commitment is not your thing and uh, also there's uh, fun ways like cryptocurrency and things like that and also remember here's the thing we read about just how close we are to completely shutting down free speech on the internet how the internet needs to conform to an evolved and mature society and 
And luckily for us, somebody is already on the job of uh, solving that problem for those who value free speech. There's something called the decentralized internet. And if you want to learn about the decentralized internet, Gon's created a great resource to learn about decentralization. Um, and you can go to canarycryradio.com slash crypto canarycryradio.com slash crypto. I recommend everybody go do that. It's a learning experience. You're going to uh, get a lot of knowledge that you're going to be thankful that you got and that I imagine not a lot of other people are trying to teach you. So go to canarycryradio.com slash crypto. And I want to thank, we had uh, we had another pledge come in during the show, Gons, on Patreon. Ooh. And I want to thank right. Jennifer B for coming in, pledging on Thanks, Patreon. Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer B. You are the best. Um, okay. Anything else, Gons? Anything before, else? Yeah. Before we go on here, I do want to thank Luke Matt again. He sent in a couple super chats while we were recording, or not recording, we were going live. And he had a couple messages. First off, it said, uh, he said, uh, to all those people who don't like the stream but like Gons, you can watch Gons' other 900 videos on his channel, <laughs> <laughs> Face Like the Sun. Yeah, that's true. I, I recently know. broke the 900 mark. Um, and he sent another one. Has anyone heard about Pastor Greg Locke's Facebook post being taken down because he invited people to his church? Hmm. I have not. I, I think I heard something about it, but it might have been through uh, Luke Matt mentioned yeah. it before or yeah, some, I something. I, I, I don't, I'm not on Facebook. Don't know what's going on in that little world. Yeah. It's interesting how... Uh, even like Twitter, too. Like if you get off the social media, it's, like, it's, it's as if you don't know what's happening. But the people that think... Uh, that the world is falling apart on on those social media platforms. They got to realize it's it's just a social media platform. You know, it's just a fraction of reality that they're what is talking about. Just anybody on social media freaking oh, out. Right. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. <laughs> well, and speaking anyway. of everybody on social media freaking out. Um, I want to recommend you're out there, you're following the live streams, you are listening to the podcast, watching the videos. Here's the thing, folks. You guys got friends and loved ones who are still getting their news from the mainstream or, God forbid, Facebook. Here's what you got to do. Step one, walk right up to them. Step two, grab them by the cage. And step three, you got to shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that! Don't ever silence me! I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy! Leave the bird alone! Never! Rattle a few cages! Rattle a few cages! The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, folks. You gotta. Here's a great thing to do. Just find an episode or a video of Canary Cry Radio or Canary Cry News Talk. Just send it to a friend. No comment. Don't even. Don't even give them a warning. Just send it and say, if you love me, you'll listen to this. That's a good way to rattle somebody's cage. And uh, so thank you, everybody, who has already done that. Remember, you got patreon.com slash ccnt. You got uh, canarycryradio.com slash support. And here's the thing, folks. We've been trying our darndest to stay consistent during these times. Live streaming three days a week. That's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday sometime between noon and five so make sure to tune in again this coming monday 
and uh, we will be here with a whole nother episode. But here's the thing. Until then, you got to remember to think outside <laughs> the cage. <laughs> what? My, my baby just handed me her boogie. <laughs> a boogie? A boogie. She a, handed me a boogie. A booger? A booger. Oh, so. She just said boogie and she handed it to me. Lovely, lovely way to end the show. Me and your daughter have a have a lot more in common than I think anybody knows. Oh my gosh, I don't want to know. <laughs> All right, there you go, everybody. Make sure to tune in next time for the next boogie. Um, but until then, everybody, all together now, <laughs> think outside the cage. Oh, you should play uh, play play our new fun song. We will relax. <laughs> Here's a boogie. I'll keep you warm and safe in my people's zoo. I can't deal with it right now, Basil. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.